Hello. And once again, we're back. <laughs> In the words of a great of, uh, of the old saying, I guess the third time will be the charm. That's uh, <laughs> where it is. This beauty of podcast is that this happens from time to time. I, I don't know you or the uh, the um, the app itself because the app acts up from time to time, but mm-hmm. that's life. So, but when you but we was talking about the Omnicron, how it's going to change a lot of things at the beginning of the year, what have you. You said you were doing your rounds uh, mm-hmm. about, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, ahead. You know what you were saying? Yeah, so I was doing my rounds and we were, um, we looked over and it was pouring down rain here in LA the other day and um, people were lined up around the block to get COVID tested. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I'm in line at the pharmacy, sometimes I stop there when I'm doing my rounds to pick up some things that I need, you know, whether it's my, mm-hmm. you know, my, my protein bars or whatever, you know, and, and yeah. Um, and um, so I'm doing that and, and people just walk up and they go, Do you, are you guys out of like COVID, home COVID testing kits? And, mm-hmm. you know, I am seeing like this level of panic in people right now. Whereas, you know, just, you know, a couple of short weeks ago, you know, it's mm-hmm. like everything looked like, you know, things were going to start to be on the up and up. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you get that vibe um, in, in, in North Carolina. Um, no, we got it. But- yeah, so people are. I, I think it's everywhere where people are like, we just don't know what's going to happen. But see, but see, part of it is because, well, okay, we're about to get political to start the show. I yeah. just feel that the government was not being one hundred percent honest because they don't know. Exactly. And and I think the problem is is that because they just don't want to be honest with people. If they mm-hmm. were, people would probably take better precautions altogether. And two, mm-hmm. in my opinion, they should have been had the the, the rapid test a shit overload of that shit because mm-hmm. you were seeing how everything was surging. So you was kind of seeing how this was going. Exactly. Yeah, I've seen it with my own two eyes live, not the media with my own eyes. Yeah, yeah, because the media sit there have you think that nobody, that all the people that's in the hospital or people that's unvaccinated, when that's not true, is actually a combination of both. Right. That yes, the death toll is probably high with the unvaccinated, but it's still deaths in the vaccinated. That's what they're missing. And that mm-hmm. number's going up. So it's kind of like they just they don't want to admit that they gave up and on on fighting this virus or, or getting it under control or any of that. Because even to the point that y'all about to now shorten the time that you're you know, you know what I'm saying, that, that you have to be quarantined. Exactly. Yeah. And which I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, it's like um, with this stuff going around, I, I think certain sometimes it could be indefinite. Um, yeah. You know, and, um, you, you know, fingers crossed that things work out. I mean, I just um, I think at this point we, we've known people who have had, uh, you, you know, quite a few people that have had it. And you I know, have people it three times out this motherfucker. What's that? I didn't, I didn't know people that had it three times as a motherfucker. Once when they was no vaccine, twice uh-huh. why vaccinated. I was like, damn. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been saying all along is that we there's so much about this thing because you know when you, when you really sum it all up and put everything in perspective, it hasn't been around that long. Yeah, 
and our technology is not fast enough to keep up with it. You no, know, it period. has own, um, and it, it's just it just it knows certain demographics, you know, where to go to. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that I've been saying all along is, you know, even if if the symptoms are mild, yeah, what if what are the you know what are what are what are the um, ramifications? Say maybe. Um, 10 or five to 10 years down the road, you know, and that's what yeah. I'd be really worried about since we don't know that much about it. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. But look, let's get, uh, let me do my part so we can get this thing rolling. Okay. Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> Hello everybody. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast and career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and start podcasting today. Get yourself a profile, monetize, Distribute your podcast on all networks, and all this is for free. I'm your host, Kavanaugh with Southern Champ, a.k.a. The Porn Rap Star. Find my porn links, my music links, as well as my social media links, all with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. We have two wonderful sponsors that we love to boast about. The first one being the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about LSWorld. Dot com. Go ahead today, get yourself a profile and continue your journey or start your journey into the life of kink. And our other wonderful sponsor is eroticismmagazine.com. That's right, the hottest new magazine on the market today. Get it paperback or get it digitally. And they also drop a, a issue every month of some of the sexiest ladies from around the world doing some freaky shit. So go check out eroticismmagazine.com. Get yourself a subscription. Also, we're a proud member of the G W District Black Podcasting Network. Talk about multiple podcasts, give you the black experience. Plus, while you're there, experience some shopping because you get the opportunity to buy products from over 500 black owned retailers and shops that are selling on the site. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, build the black economy, so create generational wealth. And I need to tell you about a new smoke spot. That we're now on. I'm talking about Skyhawk After Dark. SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com. Go there today. Listen to the podcast or check out the radio stations where podcasts are being played daily. So go to SkyhawkTV.com and catch that good smoke. Now I'm going to shut up and let this sexy lady introduce herself. Hello there. It's Erica Rico here and thank you for having me. Most definitely, most definitely. So you do a lot, um, from what I'm saying. You a a dom. You a well a pro switch actually to, to, to be uh-huh. the 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 clerical term. Explain about what a pro switch is. Um, a pro switch is somebody that can perform as a dominant or a submissive, okay. and. I think what that does is I, I I've been in you know a performing artist. I've been an actor and. Um, I've done a lot of dramatic stuff and I've pretty much mm-hmm. done every genre there is in the book now, now that I've shot porn and, and, mm-hmm. um, I even have a comedy coming out and I'll talk more about that. Oh, snap. Well, and, yeah. um, I play this asshole filmmaker who, you know, I get to show like a really warm side at, at another time mm-hmm. and I come in right in the middle of it and I have a nice presence throughout the, you know, and, and it, here's the weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my friends from mainstream entertainment saw the video, the one that has like the box cover, mm-hmm. and um, you know the the response was really cool. But one of our friends and we all did a play together a number of mm-hmm. years back, and 
he watches a lot of porn and he and he even dated a porn star that we worked mm. and this this particular porn star we worked together at the dungeon so it's mm. it's, it's like six degrees of separation okay it really is yeah most definitely so so you basically do you do bdsm scenes you do boy girl scenes um uh-huh. you pretty much just run pretty much the gambit or what have you so how did you start in the business what brought you to the adult film business um i had a chance to do it in the early 2000s and i was working in mainstream and i was getting into the production end and i was writing a lot too mm-hmm. and still acting still doing some theater but I knew a lot of people. I knew Bill Margold very well. And mm. he would chaperone me to, like, the Free Speech Coalition meetings. And mm. he would also, like, he would get me, like, an industry pass to, like, the AVN when they still had it, like, at the Sands Convention Center. Right. And, okay. Yeah, when it, when it was, like, really huge. And it just seems like now, you know, it, it, I, I think there's always a really good time, but... Um, it's a lot smaller. It's not as big as it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think because of like all these tube sites have really, um, although I'll say this, well, you know, watching like, you, you know, like, like on our platforms or p- watching mm-hmm. it for pay is a lot different than the cheap stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. The free stuff. Yeah. Because I think that the tube sites did kill in many ways, did kill the business in many ways. Mm-hmm. Because it took away the specialness of the porn star, yeah. and 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 devalued the porn star as well as the porn business itself, and cheapened it. You know, it's, yeah. yeah, that's just my opinion. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, and and it's, but um, so I think like right after the two thousand and eight fiasco, mm-hmm. um. It was weird because a year prior, the uh, Writers Guild had a strike, and <laughs> I didn't want to fuck around. You know, I'd just gotten into the Writers Guild. Yeah. And then uh, I had a film, and I was doing a, a little world tour. You know, I was doing the cam thing, which is really mm-hmm. epic for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the next year, if I do the Avian red carpet, it's it's like I've, I've kind of done my pinnacle. You know, that year I did Berlin and, and a few other things. So it was it was. Oh my god! You know, it's this weird mixture. And, and festival and and mm-hmm. um and one of the, one of the screenings I was at Harvey Weinstein was there you know and and it was a oh, social damn. Situation. and I, ironically it, it was for this documentary called Wanted and Desired about, about another mm-hmm. uh, Roman Polanski and another one who mm-hmm. you know and um so th- there was becoming less and less work um. And I think, you know, you know, they say, be careful what you wish for. And I really wanted to produce for a long time. And yeah, I was like, I was starting to get really burnt out. And mm-hmm. so at this time, I was working on this like mid-budget uh, thriller in Belgium. And, and it was like, I was getting mm-hmm. really burnt out. And, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, and, and also it was getting harder and harder to raise, you know, raise money. In the early 2000s, it was a lot easier to fundraise mm-hmm. and then as the economy really went to shit then mm-hmm. you know less and less you, you know mm-hmm. investors you know are willing to you know you know put up money for that and yeah. even even a lot of studio films were even a bond film was late getting and getting in 
you know, yeah, because because even when I talked to uh, Chris, God, was the Andler, he did uh, the Netflix movie, The Old Ways. He talked about the difficulty of distributing the movies, uh, mm-hmm. getting them into film festivals and stuff like that, and possibly well nowadays. I mean, I know back then it was different, but like nowadays, now they try to get it onto these streaming services. You yeah, know, that's crazy. what the game is right now. So it's like, so so you were doing Hollywood, so you was actually in the Hollywood, Hollywood, not necessarily porn, but actual the, right, the exactly. movie Hollywood. That is like, wow. You know, period. So it was kind of like, you already used to, so actually you moving to porn really wasn't that much of a stretch because you used to being on sets and 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 and, and having multiple people around and stuff like this. So it's kind of was like a fish take the water almost for you. Oh, I think that um, it, it's funny because one night I was with my girlfriend and a, and, a, and a friend of ours and we were at this like art festival down on Laguna uh, Beach and somebody said, yeah, you know what? If I did porn, put some implants on me, which I, I really don't want to do. I, I, I don't want to do my career, <laughs> but if I were to put some implants, you know, and, and especially the way I was back then, I would have been a, what they call the legends, you know? There's no more legends mm-hmm. anymore, but um, you know, I, th- I think, you know, had I done that, how also Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right that's right yes i'm talking <laughs> <laughs> my god hey it's it's the world of podcasting so you said there were no more when you stopped you said there were no more legends and you was thinking about getting fake tits yeah, and, and and I was using that, you know, like as a figure of speech. And um, I also remember that later later that night afterwards, we were we were on this um, gazebo overlooking um, the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, and we were like just going at it, you know. I was like letting her fist me, and you know, because she was a dom too, you know. And and she actually took me on my first session, and and um, nice. but and so as as I got closer, I I, I said, you know. Uh, I talked to some people and, and they thought, you know, maybe working in, 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 in the dungeon would be maybe a good idea. And I talked to some friends about, you know, I, and right around this time, not to get, as, as I say on other podcasts, cause it's so easy to, you know, get off subject, you know, when you're talking yeah. about something and, and, yeah. um, but it's, it's like the possibility of like, you know, maybe consider some sex work and, and uh, this one dungeon, the sanctuary LAX. And mm-hmm. right at that time they had the webcamming from kink.com. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, look, th- I could do this, you know, I mean, you're, you're, um, you know, it took a few times, but you know, like I think as, as my third time webcamming, I started getting really good at it at that time. And that, and, and that's another thing that's been really debased. Um, cause there, mm. there's so much saturation of it right now. Yeah. It used to be a time where it was a lot of webcam girls. Then I think 
probably around like 2013. No, actually 2012, you want to be honest, that's when it really became saturated. Because mm-hmm. exactly. like the early years, it really was that many girls and they were making bank. And then yep. once again, the, 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 they just say the cat would let out the bag and well, there you go. <laughs> exactly. There you go. And the and same so, thing like in Fetish and King, and my girlfriend got out of it. Um, mm-hmm. but it was still money to be made. And but other women at the dungeon would tell me, you know, it, it pre like say 2007, you wouldn't have time to even eat your lunch, you know, and another client would be coming in. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it, by that time, I mean, you would have like, you know, an hour, maybe two hours where nothing happens, you know, mm-hmm. no call or, and, you know, you don't have regulars or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same time I was writing a screenplay about BDSM and, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I had no idea how it was going to come out and it was, you know, art imitating life and life imitating art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. So you basically was like, you was like a dom at this is the dungeon at the time, or you was a switch. Um, I was groomed to be a dom. My ex at the time, who had who got me hired there, uh, did not want to see me in a submissive light, and mm-hmm. I brag about this because I can go in many different directions, and that goes back to when I was an actor where. You know, I have certain ranges where I could place a very vile person, mm. somebody who killed, tries to kill somebody or somebody who can really um, shed a lot of layers and, and really show some vulnerability to at the same time. Mm. And, I, and not to brag, and it's, 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 it's like, you know, even when I do, if I do a feature in, in porn, there won't be any bad acting from my part. And I think that artistically, I, I may want to create some content where, um, whether it's a female talent or a male talent, but mm-hmm. I want them to bring their acting game up a little bit. I want, I want one scene out of that where it's, it's really, you know, on the edge. And, mm-hmm. then, and, and then with a really hot, um, you, know, you know, porn scene, sex scene. Yeah. Yeah, because storytelling is 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 a lost art now. Um, it is unfortunately it, it is. <laughs> in the early year, in the early years, especially even in the early two thousand, that was a part of the business. Now mm-hmm. it's not even a part of the business. It actually sticks out. Like, so at one point, everybody was doing that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to me, I think ladies that actually do role play scenes stand a better chance. Uh, and even making better money because you stand out even more, and people still do want their drama, the straight fuck scene. But at some point, they're gonna get bored with it, and they're gonna want to watch a skit. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. I mean, you even know? I get bored watching some fuck scenes at times, and and you know, you know, I do my homework. I, I you know, I, I look and you know, look at other performers, and you know. So when you started the film, when the BDSM stuff on webcam. When did it start to become an actual filming and you were doing content? Um, I, I did my first scene with Jack Cannon in, in 2017. Okay. And I didn't and I didn't shoot as much, but I, I was co-hosting the Triple X Porn Star Radio um every Saturday. Oh, oh my God. I, okay. 
And so I, I think, you know, and, that, and and we would do a few ones that were live, too. We did one at a dungeon. Mm-hmm. And we took Jack. And, and one of my friends, Miss um, Goddess Leanne, mm-hmm. and we were doing what's known as a sounding. Mm-hmm. And um, where there's like a metal rod and it's inserted in in, in, in the urethra tube and and that's mm-hmm. the only other way except for the asshole that gets the the men's prostate and mm-hmm. i know it sounds really kind of you, you know like you want to cross your legs but then i guess they love it you know i've had clients who love yeah. it and once i learned how yeah. to do it yeah because you'd be surprised like some of the kinks that people have You'd be surprised at some of the kinks because I, I have heard about that kink of you know putting something in the in the uh in the penis hole because <laughs> that's what basically it is, you know. Period. I even see guys get their dick pierced, you know, they oh, call yeah. it the Prince Albert, you well, know. Some it looks pretty good, you know. Some, I mean, it kind of looks cool, you know. I mean, yeah, because I've I, I seen this one male talent, this is well before I even started filming. He he, oh. I've watched him do a scene and he had a Prince Albert. And that shit was crazy looking. I was like, "Yeah, ain't gonna hurt the girl." He said, "No, nah. <laughs> no." Oh my goodness! So, so you said you was also on the radio. So, how was your experience on the radio like? It was great because, um, you know, I, I I do have some presence, and I, I at that time I had done a few the Susan Block shows, and and um, again, I, I think it's an extension because I've done theater and and. Uh, so I, I thought, you know, it's only a matter of time. I don't think it's by mistake. And I think I, you know, I bring something to the table mm-hmm. um, and it worked out pretty well. And, and then Cherry Pot brought them out and, and they had some bad management um, mm-hmm. and they had some really big names. I mean, they had like Ginger mm-hmm. Lynn and then there was like, yeah. the, then there was a big personnel shakeup. Uh, I think Evan Stone had, had, had a time slot and, it just bad management and then it disbanded mm-hmm. and I was like that was such a great experiment experience for me mm-hmm. and yeah, no, go ahead go ahead um they had one of them which it was broadcast live at the New Jersey Exotica you know even though I was doing it from the phone mm-hmm. here at my house here in LA and so I, I mean I mean that's a pretty cool you know experience and mm-hmm. Most definitely. So, when you, so when you start doing your scenes or what have you, uh-huh. um, with the male talents, when you it, one was you okay? How can I put this? Were you doing content scenes or were you doing paid shoots when you first started? When you started doing boy girl content, um, mainly paid. Um, a friend of mine mm-hmm. was uh, getting in with Love's Models, and okay, um, that most of the summer of 2019, I was um. I was co-hosting uh, this BDM, this BDSM of BDSM event every, every bi-weekly at the Lair, and so we had like a mm-hmm. lot of industry people going over there. And I'd been shooting a little bit of content off and on, and I was deciding, mm-hmm. you know, which direction do I want to go? Mm-hmm. You know, along with doing sessions and whatever, and you know, time to time, even some, you know, you know, even like escort working, and and you know, whatever. It's it's like. You know, whatever, you know, brings in what contributes to my retirement. And, yeah. Um, and so um, it just landed where my friend's like, hey, you know, this company, they want to shoot, you know, mature. I was like 49 at the time. 
Mm-hmm. And so I, I go and I get tested and I had, I didn't have that much time. So I had to, I was on the 101, like doing like 95 swerving <laughs> so I could get my test. And I had mm-hmm. a few other shoots booked that week. And I was actually looking ahead because I was going to London to do some BDSM events and mm-hmm. some stuff. And, but I go there and I'm doing a shoot with J crew and I believe he's going to be at X3 Expo as well. Um, and so I never met him, but I get there that Sunday morning, we're shooting the scene and it just, it, it like magic. I mean, it, it, it looked well and, and I've watched it. My partners watched it and mm-hmm. it's like, I'm wonderfully framed, well lit and, um, you know, getting in, you know, getting more into it and mm-hmm. doing some other shoots. I did a few other boy girl shoots that week and mm-hmm. I was like, I think I can do pretty good at it, but I didn't think that much of it. And then, um, it wasn't until about January. I was like, just, just so exhausted because I was traveling a lot. Um, I'd been all over and, uh, so I didn't, so I ended up not going to AVM that year and that was 2020. Mm-hmm. You, you know, who, um and you know that march of 2020 i was booked for a lot and mm-hmm. i was like that box cover we'll fix it you know and and we'll figure something out you know and i've rebranded it and mm-hmm. and, and what happened with the box cover i mean cover because i remember you were saying you were talking about that um when we was on the phone uh-huh exactly um yeah. Well, anyway, he did my name wrong, and mm, that's, that's and crucial. That was, that's very crucial, and so that was what it was in, in the database. So it's it's kind of like having two Twitter accounts or two Facebook accounts, and then you're trying to communicate using one or the other, and and trying to get something mm-hmm. across, and it doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. you know, it's taken me a lot longer to. Um, I was starting, I noticed when I was in London, I wasn't really paying attention and, and I was working so much. So I wasn't on social media, but even whenever, whenever I would check, I was like, wow, I'm starting to pick up a lot more followers. And mm-hmm. I didn't think that much of it. And then as I look back, I was like, no wonder, you know, and, and <laughs> you know, and, and, yeah. but you know, it's, it's worked out because I can put like my, you know, my, my fetish BDSM stuff in one side of the store and then mm-hmm. you know, shooting whether it's girl girl boy girl boy boy girl mm-hmm. girl girl boy whatever you know it, it's kind of mm-hmm. it's it's um you know that's in another you know section but i, I and I, I definitely want to have different you know different stores where i can do that and and mm-hmm. you know the, the thing that really sucked was i've had to like ration content and like a lot of the mm-hmm. talent out there and you know, there's there. It's it because you know you didn't know when it was going to be safe to shoot content, to travel, and mm-hmm. I haven't traveled pre-pandemic, so. Um, yeah, because it, it felt like you were just getting your feet wet, and then you had to stop for a minute. <laughs> yeah, and who knew how long it was going to be? And yeah. um, and this year has been, I, I think, for a lot of people, it's been. A shit year, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it, it honestly been a transition year because business wise, been transition because the weight that the changes of the business. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. um, and people having to adjust to it. That's how I look at this year. Because uh, one, the, the Zags did eventually come back. What have you. So people started to do that more. But it's crazy how even though you was one of the few ladies that I talked to that didn't travel during the pandemic because girls were still traveling. It was crazy. Right. I was like, like y'all just like people thought 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 that the sex workers business. No, the sex worker business actually picked up. Got them during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> as far as that, selling well gambling and everything. And mm -hmm. So it's it so to me, it's kind of like if you had your ducks in the row, you wasn't hurt, but so much you just probably couldn't get as much new content. Right, exactly, and and um, I'm, I mean, I, I have some other businesses, and and there's other things that I like to do. I like to do some investments, and mm -hmm. so I kind of laid low. I, I had a member because I'm very polyamorous, and and I had a member who was diagnosed with cancer. She oh, passed away sorry, in June. So, thank you. It, it it was just that added to everything. So my head really wasn't in it, and that's the other thing for me is mm -hmm. that. You know, I, I thought, okay, right around June, it looked like things were opening up. I thought, you know, maybe I'll, I'll handle it pretty well. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'll get into it and, you know, do something to take my mind. And it's like wrong. And, and then when the Delta variant came in, it just, you know, that was, that sealed the deal yeah. right there. Yeah. I'm going to shut myself off. I didn't go on social media for a while. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then I had to like, you know, one of my friends came out here to do a shoot and that kind of really motivated me. And I was like, you know what? you got to get started. You got to get, you know, you got to get into, mm -hmm. um, you got to get back into things and move on to a certain, um, and so, yeah, I think, I think X biz is good. I think it's great that, you know, we're doing podcasts and, yeah. I you know, and at least, you, you know, it's like, this is my thoughts on this, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. you know, where I see the industry and, in in, in, in this, really pandemic time and yeah oh yeah most definitely so shoot so let's talk about your shoots a little bit the shoots that you have mm -hmm. done um you're done boy girl um mm -hmm. now what a lot of people really don't talk about as much is onset mm -hmm. that uh and i always get girls to describe you know the shoots when 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 we do shoots on set, they're not. It's not like fucking off camera, right? Exactly. Get to account when we go on set. How is your mind state when you walk on set? Um, I go in there thinking, you know, it's about the performance, and I have the sexuality to get to get me on that set. Um, I think as an older woman, you, you know, and even though I, I don't look like a lot of MILFs out there, you know, and, and, um, but I, I do, and I have mm. what it takes to do it or I wouldn't be there. Um, Basically like to me, the MILFs are the, is right now the, on the menu. They, they the hot shit right now. Cause exactly. it seems like more ladies are coming into business now, especially even when we talk about the OnlyFans girls, many of exactly. them are actually in their late thirties, early forties. Mm -hmm. Many of them. They just don't look, you know, period. And it seems like to me, porn is now gearing towards, well, talent wise, an older generation, which I think is actually better because one, we're a little bit more responsible. Two, there's less shame because that's the biggest thing that girls, biggest mistake girls make to come into business, that they shame walking into the business. 
mm-hmm. and worried about around that and all that stuff. So when you're older, that's kind of taken away because either your parents didn't pass, you didn't be married and had kids, and you at the point you really don't give a shit what people think. Exactly. You know, so do you think you being an older woman helps you versus being younger? I think it does because I had a chance to do it earlier and, and I didn't. Whereas now I'm more of a responsible person. I think during this pandemic, I, I've, I've been a much more responsible person. And I think you have to be and you have to be really focused and have kind of a a very um, a tough mental attitude to do this. Because mm-hmm. there's going to be idiots out there trying to break you down, you know, and, and I, I know people, you know, and, and um, you know, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll make the, the most asinine comments, you know, and just because that makes them feel better. Um, but, um, you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's definitely been a very positive experience um, mm-hmm. in this part of the industry so far. Oh, Yeah. Because, um, because the thing of it is, is that a lot of times, where which lucky I think you haven't ran into is the janky producers or bullshitters or what have you. Have you ever had any situations on set that didn't go well, um, whether the guy didn't get hard or have a hard time being hard? Because people don't realize not every shoot is perfect. Exactly. Um. So far, everything's been pretty good. You know, there was one where. Um, it took him a little bit longer. He was an older guy and, mm-hmm. you know, who'd been around and, um, but other than that, um, between hardcore and, and, you know, even BDSM, it, 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 this business, I can say it's been pretty good to me so far. I can't, I, I really can't complain. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's extended my career in front of the camera, you know? And, and yeah. I mean, it's, um, I can't, I can't complain, you know? <laughs> Most definitely. So how much of your brand is BDSM? Because I see that you really play into that. And it yeah. seems like that's like your strongest part of your, your brand. It seems like it. And because I, I got into the industry like that. And yeah. I know that, that for like a lot of the people who are in the hardcore side of that, I think they get a little bit more some of the really, really hard, you know, the, some of the stuff with darker lighting and it has, Mm. it has kind of a dark image and, um, it's, it's, it's like, that may scare them a little bit. And then there's other stuff, (laughs) you know, and it's, I'm I'm getting, um, I know there'll be a lot of photographers once I'm traveling more and, Mm -hmm. you know, where we'll do some stuff where it's a lot more softer lighting. Um, You know, and, 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 and as I'm working more, you know, each scene or shoot is, is a different look. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, because I, I, I think some of my shoots that I've done where, you know, I'm, I'm taking that, you know, from, say, a boy-girl scene, and it shows me in a, in a different light where I don't mm-hmm. look like that severe, you know, Nazi leather dom or something. <laughs> You know, so you and, you got you you got like that eighties that eighties rock star, uh-huh. uh, blondie look. I like that. Thank it, you. It's retro that. with the short hair. I really like that. You know what I'm saying? Which actually plays into the BDSM look anyway to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. It does. And I, when I got into this industry, I had to really completely redo myself 
And I was like, we're going to go with a different look. We're, we're going we're gonna to scrap how, how you were the last decade. And um, we're going to go somewhere where we've never gone before, you know, and, and see what happens. And, and it's worked out, too. Yeah, because, um, because people realize how much of a niche market BDSM is in. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus the money behind it, if you if you do your cards right. So let's talk about the scenes with BDSM because you do both submissive as well as dom exactly. scenes, what have you. You know, period. Speak first of all to the dom scene and the type dom scenes that you do. Um, I think as a top, I'm more branded as um, you know, a lot of impact play. And when I say impact yes. play, I'm talking about flogging, paddling. Um, mm-hmm. Single tails, which can be a bullet, um, or it could be a, a snake or a snake tail, which is a, it's a shorter and thinner um, whip. And I like them; they're nice and light. And they they when they when they make that crack, they're breaking the sound of speed. Um, mm-hmm. And what a lot of people don't realize is there's a lot of people who don't understand BDSM. Mm-hmm. And it's like Chinese arithmetic or classical, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. Classical jazz, you have to learn it to understand it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, shoot. So, uh, on the switch side, you do you do a lot of bondage, a lot of impact play on your end? I do. I've done some the switch. And, you okay. know, and, and um, some rope suspensions that are incredible mm-hmm. and... and I think it looks cool. I think it's a very artistic, you know, mm-hmm. part of BDSM and, you know, performing on stage too, mm-hmm. uh, as a Dom, it could be anything for me doing a strap on scene, you know, and doing, and doing that on and in front of a crowded, um, you know, audience. And I've mm-hmm. done it as a submissive and I've done it with some famous, uh, Doms with, uh, that I was doing it mm-hmm. with. And, it, it was a, it was it was a really rough time that I was going through. My mm-hmm. mom had just passed, and um, so I'm doing this scene, and there was one other girl, and it it was a mixture of sex and and BDSM, and mm-hmm. um, so you know usually like white is a very submissive color, so I was like in yeah. the and everything had the white collar on and and <laughs> um. So yeah, I was getting, you know, there was a lot of heavy impact play involved mm-hmm. in that scene. And there was a lot of strap on and, and mm-hmm. uh, like fisting and, and it was very cathartic. I was like in tears. And oh you know, there's one scene where I'm bent over a cage and I'm facing the audience. The mm-hmm. thing about it is that for the most part, the audience looks like a silhouette and that could be because of the lighting. Mm-hmm. That's on me when I'm on the stage. But yeah, because that's a different aspect of performing in front of camera versus people. Mm-hmm. You know, period and stuff. Because of the showmanship of it. Because I know uh, from talking to um a, a smoke buddy of mine, Giselle Lane, they performed uh in front of a crowd at Exotica doing the okay. a bunch of Dom stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like speak to the difference. The, the difference level emotionally and energy wise working in front of a crowd versus just working in front of a camera. 
Um, I think the crowd kind of amps up your adrenaline a, a little bit more. I think sometimes, um, whether it's a, a very small set and, you know, it could be a little bit more business-like, you know, there's not mm-hmm. as much noise going on. Um, and you just kind of go for what the scene is. And, um, so it's kind of, it's kind of like, I, 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 I would say that do playing in a crowded packed house, which I haven't done in so long now, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing that and, um, getting that instant, that's the other thing, the instant feedback and then yeah. say, for example, you know, something that was shot and I'm so amazed because, and say like hardcore you know you know film you you know the the, um the videos are like dropping within like a month or two or at least or Mm -hmm. you know not even that long and you know when i did mainstream i wouldn't see i wouldn't see a film for i wouldn't see even a rough cut of it for like a year yeah i shot it and that's crazy i know (laughs) know they just i know that was just crazy like the crowd just into it watching it Mm -hmm. and they're probably quiet just watching you know what I'm saying? And so it's it's I know it's a different level of intensity, mm-hmm. you know, and because the crowd is there and everything. There is, so yeah. Know, yeah. And so then there's it. other ones where I've done it's a little bit more burlesque and mm-hmm. there's some stuff I've done with a mixture of like like music and mm-hmm. and this is when we're playing at vanilla clubs, like on the sunset mm-hmm. strip. And then so when I come out of the green room and then there was one where um all I had on was from the waist up was like the black electrical tape on my nipples. I had to have that covered. <laughs> yeah. But um, to see the look on their faces, like, I assume people see it all the time because I'm, you know, I'm so desensitized. I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I started webcaming, I'd be talking about it like at the supermarket aisles, you know, and, and <laughs> nothing. And like, I wonder if people are eavesdropping on what I'm talking about, you know, and. and mm-hmm. Like what the fuck, but um, yeah, because you, you forget about that sometimes, and yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 so trippy about that, and um, yeah, it, it's definitely the feedback, the instant oh, feedback, <laughs> most definitely. So now this is the part of the show where the dicks go limp and the pussies go dry. We about to talk about the business. Okay, definitely. Okay. Now, as we know, there's always ups and downs in this business. Mm-hmm. From the money to, uh, you know, saying the sales, traffic, and the whole nine. So why would you speak to first is the ups and downs of this business as far as money. You know what I'm saying? And then what do you do? Because now that you're a businesswoman and you do your own content, what do you do to help boost traffic and to increase sales when when times are on the much that they hit. Um, now that I've been back into it, um, try to mix it up a bit. Um, I think later today I'll be doing some stuff that'll be completely different. I don't think it'll be any BDSM. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be pretty nasty, I think. But, um. You know, and I, I'll probably um, put, I think I should put the, the, the podcast poster because just to boosty what I'm doing and, and some stuff for uh, X3 Expo and 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes, you, you know, it's like, a, I, I may just have like, like recently new videos and mm-hmm. I think by overdoing it, I think that I, I, you know, it, it may have like recognized it as spam. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm shadow banned. A lot of us are shadow banned and that's another yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like they hate us, you know, and it's like, okay, we're what over tw- tw- we're twenty two years into the twenty first century, and yet people are still, you know, hung up on um, sex, mm. anything sexual, and yet, 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 and yet <laughs> crazy. you know, Bill would always say, you know, ninety five percent of America or the world, rather, and not for that matter, mm. is jerking off to us, where they're yeah. pushing away with the other hand. That was one of his mm. famous quotes, and <laughs> you know, and and that that's another deterrent that that's all of us have. But I mean, um, yeah, because I saw these sites, scat.com, uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay, and which way you could put, you know, scat videos. And oh, I've yeah. been said this that the way these sites are going is that a lot of the videos that we do that might make us money we're not going to be able to do any more new sites because either they're going to take them down or make it to where you can't really tag it the way it is, you know, period. But, you know, because to me, I think we have became too, it's, I always say it's normalized to watch, but not normalized to be in Mm -hmm. and not normalized to accept. Like I can watch it. I can't, I can't accept what point is. I can't be in it, but it's okay for me to watch it. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good viewpoint to look at. You know, to put it into and, and... yeah, I think that the the biggest the, the the thing about it is is that um like even when I look at the the, the different terms from the BDSM from when it comes to B, BBC slut king of space queen of space the arguments that people be having nowadays which was mm-hmm. never there prior to the OnlyFans era. Right, you know, period, you know, or the sensitivity era, what have you. Mm-hmm. So, which also goes to the miseducation of BDSM. Mm-hmm. But, but like I said, but with um, which I also want you to speak to also the money, the ups and downs, because I know not every month is great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, even when people try to pretend like every month is great for them, it's not. So, speak to that. No, not at all. Not not during this era where everybody's watching every penny, but um. You know, there's still ways to do it, and you know this this year, um, even in even in any of my other businesses, it's been kind of slow. But I think um, the last month on my OnlyFans did pretty good, and mm-hmm. you know whether it's tips and you know when you're cashing out, that's a pretty good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know for a while it was like I was just rationing content, and I you know was just really trying to you know and. and 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 then you know back in October they were gonna like they were gonna mm-hmm. um, take all the pornographic content out, but then again mm-hmm. without that OnlyFans has nothing. There is zero because yeah. no nobody's gonna pay money to see a fitness influencer, which they can already get for free anyway. And that would be the end of OnlyFans, hands down. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah, because they found out that. That the fans was coming there for their platform, not realizing that the fans was coming there for the people on the platform. Exactly, yeah. Which, which 
made them change course, which they still might bump sex workers off, uh-huh. you know, period. But it made them hold time because I don't think they're ever going to do it because they'll lose too much money if they did. Exactly. They're already now. Yeah, which in turn, because even to the point when they were announced, they made a billion. They ain't seen a billion no more. <laughs> yeah, those days will be over. Yeah, no. It, trust me, the next time they quarter come out, they did not see a billion. Mm-hmm. They actually probably seen half of that at best. Right. That's how much money they lost. And would have lost mm-hmm. more than that if they didn't change change course or what have you. Exactly. So so um so how long have you been in the life of BDS? Did you get a BDSM before you got into porn or was porn part of your BDSM doctoring? I would say a little bit of everything, but the first time I ever saw a an actual BDSM scene was in nineteen ninety-five. And I was with, mm-hmm. um, I was a model at the time. Mm-hmm. I was young, you know, and, and uh, I was with a makeup artist who was hanging out in, in drag with me and, and one of our other friends who's really heavily into it. Mm-hmm. And we, we ended up party, doing like this after party and there was this other girl who was a switch. I didn't know what it was back then. Mm-hmm. And, and so he was doing a dom scene on her. And I was kind of laughing because he was like doing the slut. You wore too much makeup. I'm going to paddle you. And he's like, <laughs> hard. And I'm like, I don't know if it was a nervous laughter. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't laugh. You're next. And I, and I went downstairs. I was like, she's not going to paddle me. I'm not going to let that happen. And, you, you, you know, it, it, everything was cool and everything like that. But when I was coming out here, one year I was, I was out here for t- what we call TV pilot season. Mm-hmm. and that's when like a lot of tv shows are pilots and um everybody comes out here looking for work and so my ex who we were we were just seeing each other um at that time and we ended up going to these bdsm parties during that time period and i'd met some people who i've known since then and little by you know through the years you know i would, I would go to different you know, the different clubs and everything, but there were times I didn't <coughs> it at all, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we, working in Hollywood, it's not what people think. I mean, it's like you, you spend like eight hour days or 10 hour mm-hmm. days where you just work, you know, whether you're writing or if you're working on a set and you could be shooting for 16 hours and shooting a two minute scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to that, I mean, th- there were some clubs that certain nights they were like a dungeon Mm-hmm. and some industrial clubs and it was like an industrial park and um, but when the time came and I had to call in my markers you know and and um I was trained very fast and and my ex didn't he wanted me to be this fierce dom and I think um not really learning what I really needed needed to learn at that time mm-hmm. I think that set me up to fail early on but it you know everything's kind of worked out well, most definitely most definitely so from your experience as a dom, what's some of the constant mistakes people make and misconceptions they make about BDSM? That's you know to abuse men. Um, no, it's it's it, and you know in a nutshell, it's an endorphin rush. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know you know pain. There's a thing called good pain, bad pain. 
Mm-hmm. And that kind of pain can be um, pleasure, you know? I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Um, the endorphin rush, you know? And, and to experience an endorphin rush, there's nothing like it. I know I, when I do it, when I'm smoking weed and I go running, mm-hmm. like when I'm saying, um, once I, you know, hit a certain point, I have this endorphin rush. And I think it's a mixture of... Um, it's a mixture of the weed and and the endorphins, and it's it's a good combo. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, definitely. So, because I think with me, what people don't understand is BDSM is more mental than physical, and it's about power exchange. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think that's the one thing that a lot of people do not explain to people that's coming in, whether they're subs or doms. It's about power exchange. Like, for example, the biggest misconception I see the doms make is that they think they choose the the sub, the sub chooses the dom. It's not the other way around. Because in order to submit, you have to choose who you're going to submit to. You can't choose Mm -hmm. somebody to submit to you. You know, it's kind of logical, you know, period, and everything. So it's like with many of your, do, do you have any male slaves like right now outside of the filming, just on your personal side, do you have slaves? Um, not right now, not at the moment. Um, I've had a few, um, you know, with this pandemic going on and, and yeah. um, it, it's, you know, and there's so many people that, that, you know, they email me, oh, I want to be, you know, the slave. It's like, well, what are you going to really do for me? I'm saying. Because a lot, and this is a big misconception. They think their time with me is going to be like a session. And they think, mm-hmm. oh, if they're my slave and all that. And it's like, what am I getting out of this? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this is like bringing seashells to the beach, you know? And, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. They could just be like, yo, I, I want to be your slave. Mm-hmm. And it's simple as that. It's not that. You have to go through training. I have to see if you even fit me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, personality yeah. have to be able to intertwine a little bit too. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of like, because as a dom, you hope to have a slave for life. You yeah. know, and, and sometimes, and a lot of times, which I find interesting how, which makes me wonder how much things have changed. Because back then, doms had slaves for years. Mm-hmm. Now you might have a slave for fucking six months. It's exactly. kind of like this generation really don't get the lifestyle. They really don't. Even from polyamory, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. To swinging, they don't get it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like it's it's kind of like the blind leading the blind. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's another thing because you know having my partner, you know, really uh, it was so cool. Things it's really hot that what I do for a living or, or um. You know, that that's what really helps me move forward in it, you know. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, most definitely. So shoot, so um you do do content trade, correct? Yeah, I do that too. Okay, most definitely. So when guys step to you, what they need to bring to the table for you to work with them? Um, I want to see what their stuff looks like because now that I've um I've done that box cover and I see how I've been framed and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do something that's not, you know, going to make me look my best, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and I want to have a good rapport, you know, I, I want to have a good energy with that person too. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of the talent or talent or other co- content creators. And, and right now that, 
you know, we've been texting and, you know, it's like as soon as I can get to Las Vegas or, or, mm. or this part of or or wherever, you know, the East coast and, and, um, you know, we've already kind of built some kind of a, um, um, I don't know, energy or, or something where, okay, this shoot's going to go pretty well. We'll make a really hot scene mm-hmm. doing that. Um, you know, and part of it is, you know, the energy and that, that translates into the performance, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, cause it's all, it's still mental, you know, I mean, sex is mental mm-hmm. and, um, you know, people think, oh, it's between the legs. No, it, it comes from above. And, and then, yeah. Because, because one, you got to be in tune especially with especially with filming you it got you got to be in tune with your your co-work your co-star so the scene can be hot mm-hmm. you know period. Exactly. if if you know that that goes to discussion of boundaries that, that goes to the pre-care within the scene of him making you feel comfortable mm-hmm. you know it, to do your best on the scene and even to the aftercare you know period. Exactly. people realize yes there's aftercare and pre-care and porn it's not just in bdsm mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, um, you know, you know, it's a, um, you, you know, it is a, uh, a scene and, and, um, yeah, it can take a lot out of you. Yeah. Because they also don't that we have to take to walk into the scene. Exactly. And yeah, I'll, I'll add another thing. It's like, it's like, I think the prepping is like even several days before because. Hell yeah. Um, like the one that I did the box cover for, I was, you know, and even now I'm, I'm in my best shape, but, um, I mean, I was in the gym all the time. And so I, I did, I did a smoothie like shake that morning and then I just drank water throughout the day. And then, and then I just kind of like drained and then mm-hmm. everything looked pretty good. It's good. And that's what a lot of people for like a fitness shoot do. And, and. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing why everything looks so good, I think. Yeah, because um because like I said before, it's like no different than because you, you being in Hollywood, an actor going on set, they have to do mm-hmm. much preparation. Exactly. You know, especially for them to play a character. You know, because there's some mm-hmm. actors that literally become the character. Oh, literally. Totally. Yeah. I've lived in you my know? character before and uh, this was like years ago. I, I lived in this high rise on the other part of town, and mm-hmm. um, I, I needed to go like go into my mail room, and I had to park in this one spot. And mm-hmm. I was I was coming back. I was I was in my character. I was getting ready to um, shoot the next day, and I was one of my neighbors. I see I, you know I see him in the uh, elevator all the time, and he coughed a little attitude. And then me being mm-hmm. my in the character that I was at, I was playing a very vile person. <laughs> it got really, let's just say it got really interesting and, and he kind of shut the fuck up too you know and, oh god he must have cussed his ass out royally <laughs> yeah in front of a few people too and and again I was in my character and, and that's one thing I was prepping mm. and I later apologized to him and he got it you know but it was mm. um, you know because people in the building there's so many industry people there and um you know, and uh, so it, it's it's people know what's going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because um, because to me, like I said, even with me, I like like you, my prep began the week of from that mm-hmm. Monday all the way up to to then. Because like I said before, it's one especially as a male talent, you got to stay hard on camera. 
Yes, that's, a, that's you know, and we are the most important part of the scene because without us, there's no pop. Exactly. There's no, there's no fucking. Let's just be honest. Because even with a girl and girl scene, there's no definitive ending in a girl to girl scene. There's no definitive ending in no solo. You just mm-hmm. stop. There's an right. ending when it comes to a boy girl. So, and then on top of that, add to it. I'm talking about shooting three or four scenes from in that day. So you, I better be mentally prepped. Definitely, yeah. I, 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 I can, I, I, I can imagine. I'll, I can't begin to imagine how tough it has got to be for male talent. And they're shooting several scenes a day where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, me, I'll, I'll get sore, but it, it, it's, it's. I don't know. You, you know, it's, it's a whole different thing. I mean, different plumbing, different biology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because so yeah, yeah. because yeah, because with y'all, it's how can I put this? With dudes, it's because we gotta bust them up. With y'all, it's y'all gotta be mindful so your pussy wouldn't be worn out and swole and 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 um, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. beat up because exactly. even to when girls do gang bangs, mm-hmm. it, you 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 fucking different dicks. You're not fucking the same dick. Exactly. So you might have a ten and come right behind a nine. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. And 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 it's um yeah I mean I I haven't done it on camera but I mean I've done it in my real you know in 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 my own life. Oh, you done a game bang, huh? And it's I I can totally relate. And I mean, Mm. not not only that, the the other male talents have to be in tune with each other. You know, somebody goes, oh, if my dick's you know because it's not that that far between. The asshole and the pussy. So yeah. they have to be in tune and they have to like really be, okay, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody should experiment in their, re- in their regular life before they do it on mm-hmm. camera. Don't yeah, just go yeah. on camera and say, oh, because um, they're, if they're doing it for the money or, or, or if they're doing it um, to sell content and to take it a, a thing higher, try it in your real life before you, you know, actually do it on camera. Well, most definitely. So, how many guys was in the game band that you did? That one was four that time, but I mean, you know, I've done it with like three and and two, mm. and it's it's, you know, why not? I mean, you know, men for so long, you know, the thing is, oh, you know, having two women or having three women, oh, you know, I got a harem, mm. and it's like, you know, women, I think have the same needs. Um, yeah, you know, especially in today's world where it's like, you you know, we have we've taken control over our sexuality. Um, mm. You know, and I think more it's it's less and less say shameful, mm-hmm. you know, um, or not like what it was say twenty five years ago, thirty years ago, and mm-hmm. yeah, because I think it's, I mean, everything became normalized. Just be real. Mm-hmm. Did, think about it, we have a TV show, Sister Wives. Do I need to say more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but hold up, we don't have a t we don't have a TV show saying brother husbands. <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing though. I ain't gonna say nothing because it's just funny that it's 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 we have shows where they show the guy has multiple women, but you mm-hmm. never see shows where the woman have multiple men. And I kind of never understood that because why not show both sides the fence? Mm-hmm. Exactly, you know. And I mean, I've seen a few um, a. Few- a few European ones, sort of, you know, where or somewhere it was, um, you know, they tried to like really flower it up, you know, and not really mm-hmm. show it the way it was, you know, and then, um, yeah. I, 
Belle du Jour. It's a classic. Mm. Um, you know, Catherine Deneuve and, and, you know, she's kind of fucked up and she's married to this one prominent man and yet she works in a brothel, you know, some mm. afternoons. And, um, you know, where Saddam was way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because see, I, because I think that, um, because it, the only thing I hate about normalization and, and, t- and making it less taboo is that it's too easy to give misinformation. Yeah, that's you true. Know, yeah. Period. Because it, even back in the day when it was taboo, you had to be ushered into the lifestyle. You know, you had mm-hmm. to find spots, where, you know, and then be ushered into it. While now. Shit, a motherfucker just call himself that and they end it. You know, kind of like that was going on with porn, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, I hate to sound like the old fogety, mm-hmm. but the old ways in many ways is better because it's safeguards for bullshit. It, mm-hmm. and, 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 and it allowed less bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the downsides of it, you know? Yeah, because it's... Because to me, it's kind of like one... Once you took away the taboo, it kind of took away the fun almost. Mm-hmm. In many because, ways. Because, yeah. Because people got off the fact that it was my dirty little secret. Mm-hmm. You know? And now it's not even dirty. I know. Yeah, that, you know, that kind of, you know, um, once it's not such a dark, um, that, that, that dark thing that makes somebody... Um, that gives them that extra something that makes them come a little bit harder, you know, and mm-hmm. once that's takes away, you know, it's kind of like, um, it, it doesn't come in as yeah. intense anymore. It loses its edge after a while. Oh, yeah. Cause, yeah, cause, cause I mean, even from seeing from your pictures, yeah, I see your scenes getting tense. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's what we were going for because I've done some stuff that's very intense. Mm. And then I think, I think that might scare some people, but that's not mm-hmm. that's not completely all of me. You know? See, that's why I say you would have loved me because, like I said, I mean, I tell girls this all the time, but no, this is fucking. I'm not bullshitting right. because I'm that versatile. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and plus two, I, I like my scenes to be intense. Also, that we are fucking, we going hard. I want to be so happy, right, exactly. yeah, <laughs> because that means because it look good on camera. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You it know, does. period. Really- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. It really does. You know. I mean. It, you can't. You can't fake that. Most definitely. Now I got to ask you this because I haven't had too many girls that has been with this company, Love Models. I've been seeing Love Models for years. Mm-hmm. Explain. Explain to me what is Love Models? Which I know he's an agent. You mm-hmm. know how does Love Models help you? Um, when my friend was, uh, there, um, that's where I was getting a lot of my bookings at pre pandemic. And then I think a lot Mm -hmm. of things just kind of, um, during the pandemic, um, sort of just, um, it's, it seemed like, um, you know, less and less communication and, and, um, I'll, I'll probably know a lot more this week coming up um, Mm -hmm. and seeing, you know, what my shooting schedule, I was going to shoot. Even if it's content, um, but I'm not going to be ready by XBiz. I, I think the main thing is, you know, building up mm-hmm. my fan base. Uh, I'm going to have to be at a booth. Mm-hmm. And um, my attitude was like, 
why should I be at a booth? You know, I'm not, not a, a lot of people are just learning who I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, it's, it's, it, you know, it's a great networking experience. And right now that's what I really need to focus on, on, mm-hmm. and then doing the uh, award show. But X3 Expo mm-hmm. is, is a great way to break back into it. Um, yeah. You know, I do need to be interacting with people a lot more because I've been like kind of like tucked away from everything. You know, I haven't been leaving the house. Yeah, yet. yeah. Because, well, I mean, we're, 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 let's be honest, been the pandemic. You know, period. But hopefully, things are open up to where you can go to Zaka's and all that. Yeah, it's far from over, and people, like I said earlier, people that have mm. already canceled for Xbiz, and I hope it doesn't. You mm. know. Well, I think it, it things should clear up. Well, it should get a little bit better by mid year. I think so too. Um, long as ain't in the- so I swear to God, no variant comes, we're gonna be back to square one. Yeah. Um, but but this is a question I wanted to ask you because a lot of girls always have the question: mm-hmm. When do you get an agent? When do you get management? What made you feel that you need to go through Love Models? You know, period, or get an agent? You know, period. And what's the advantages of having one in this day and age? Um. Uh, pre-pandemic, they were really promoting me, um, and they were getting me work, and mm-hmm. um, and then I went on touring. Uh, but um, without that, I wouldn't have gotten the box cover, and mm-hmm. um, you you know, um, even even though a lot of people are starting to shoot more now, and and mm-hmm. um. You know, you know, it is kind of, it is kind of slow a little bit in, in some areas, but um, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully this week coming, um, I'll have a, a, mm-hmm. a, a really good, clear picture on some things going on, and then, um, but I, I definitely, I'm, I'm very driven, and um, I think, uh, you know, it's funny when I was doing those shoots like late 2019, I, I wasn't even really focused on it, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I, I, I did what I needed to do in prep, but mm-hmm. I was looking forward to my touring and, you know, now that I'm focused on that, it's, it's mm-hmm. because of that box cover, you know, I'm, I'm really motivated and, yeah. um, but yeah, but, oh, you're about to say, no, because the reason why I was asking this is because we're in the, we're in the, the content creator era, right? Back in the day when I came in, agents, they had a strong purpose. They had mm-hmm. to connect. They had all this. Now, this day and age, girls do the damn self for the exactly, most part. Exactly, yeah. So it's kind of like, is it that you got an agent because you need it, because you didn't have the cash to connect, mm-hmm. or it, you need an agent because it made, how can I put this? Did you need an agent because it made sense to have one, not just because it's it's the cliche thing to do? Um, I think because the opportunity was there and it fell on my lap and uh, it was my friend and um, I, I really trust her and uh, mm. she came through for me for that. Um, mm-hmm. had, she, had the offer not been there, I probably not would have done it, you know, and, and mm. um, you know, who knows where my career would have been. Um, I may just be some, you know, dom somewhere doing sessions. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. cause I really didn't know, even though I did a little bit of content here and there. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know what? I hear a lot of studio girls who are no longer, they're just, you know, doing stuff for only fans or, or other platforms. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, some may be burnt out from the mainstream part of that industry. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, it, 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 to me, I think it's more so that, 
girls are more conscientious about having their own content versus trying to shoot the industry for so much. Mm-hmm. Because it used to be a time where now, well, how can I put this? Now, you shoot with them because you want to, not because mm-hmm. you need to. You exactly. Feel, it, it, back in the day, you kind of needed to to get your cash up. Now, I don't have to shoot with Brazer. I don't have to shoot with these top companies because the way social media has now became the strength of many of these girls' promotion, do I really need to go shoot with Brazer unless I'm just doing it to get some cachet fan base? But technically, mm-hmm. does girls really need... You know, it, it, I got to put this. Do girls really need an agent at this day and age? And if they did, would they even know how to navigate with one? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, especially with not as many companies shooting right now. Um, yeah, see, that's that's that that that's why I was getting it. Yeah, um, yeah. Right, right now, it, it's 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 such a dry area, and um, because agents make their money off of you making money, so there's not much exactly. being shot, paid shoots. They're not making money, so it's kind of like what are they booking you to? Exactly. I mean, not knocking, not knocking love models. Understand this. I'm not knocking love models. Mm-hmm. But this is with all agencies. If there's not a lot of shoots out there, how are you getting girls' bookings and keeping them booked and making them money, which in turn makes you money? Exactly. Uh, um, like I said, this week I hope to know, um, and I'll have an idea. I, I haven't done anything, um, you know, during this pandemic and you know, for, for most of the year, my head wasn't into it until, you know, I said, hey, you know, I need to start prepping mm-hmm. for exodus and um, mm-hmm. just getting, you know, back into and, and just kind of like getting out of the fog a little bit, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, because um, because like I said, I, Love Model's been doing this for a minute. So he's like one of the ones that I can sit there and say is reputable that was sent to a girl, you mm-hmm. know, period. But it was just with me when it comes to agencies, nothing against him, nothing against any of these agencies. I don't see the need because mm-hmm. one, there's not a lot of paid gigs. 2006, mm-hmm. when I came in, a girl can go to Hollywood, stay out there for a week, come home with five to 10 grand in her fucking pocket, if not damn near 50 grand mm-hmm. because it was that many shoots. Now you go out to Hollywood, you lucky you get to. Yeah. So and and then on top of that, you're trying to also sell the same girl back to the same companies who already shot them and probably did bulk pay with them, which they didn't got four scenes out of their asses, which means that I don't need to see them for two two to three years. Mm-hmm. You know, period. <laughs> so it's kind of like how it with the agency, they have to change for the time, which means that they have to help girls book. Mm-hmm. For content trade, they have to help them with marketing and promotion and stuff like that. It's not as simple as just booking them to shoots because who the fuck you booking them to? Because yeah. part- now go uh, before you talk because some of the companies one ain't paying worth shit. Let's be honest, they're not paying worth shit. What the fuck is three hundred? You basically it's breaking it's even. Enough. Yeah, you basically breaking even because you paying that for your TTS. Mm-hmm. You know, period. But go ahead. What you about to say? Um, God, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you know, even like say a lot of a name uh, talents right now are shooting for only OnlyFans. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't see them, I don't see them shooting for too many companies. I mean, I see a little bit out there, but um, mm-hmm. you know, right now and and um, 
yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, when, you know, when I return, you know, what direction I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Yeah. And, well, shoot, I mean, I tell girls, you get paid gigs, but you make sure to keep your content. Never let the industry have more content of you yeah. than you have it yourself. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, even with these paid gigs, they will drop eventually because they didn't got enough out of you. Yeah. Unless me. they, you, you, you know what I'm saying, unless they really like working with you. And even then, they might work with you for a good, strong two years and you don't hear from them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's very important. That's why a lot of girls in that era would have loved to have it both ways where they was able to do the content but still have the agencies to deal mm-hmm. with. Because the agency did... Because back then, when you were in the agency, you was good. You was good. I can't say that now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, but like I said, but the one thing I can say with Love Models, he has adjusted what the agency is. I do see him promote the girls. I do see him getting yeah. work and what have you. But not even be getting the work. He's helping them get their content. He's helping them get marketing promotion. Not all mm-hmm. agencies doing that. No, you know, no. and some of these PR agencies, y'all are not fucking PR. Stop saying you are. You ain't you ain't public relating shit. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it, it, it's it's like a waste, you know. I mean, um, and I, I've seen that like even in mainstream, where you know people are just trying to make you know money off of you and and to say, hey, we're repping you, even though they're you're they're they're not doing a fucking thing for you or something. Yeah, because I think because it because the worst thing is to be signed to an agency and you stuck there and you can't move. Yeah, that's see, I think and I think that's yeah, the one thing content. I. Yeah, I think that's the one thing I give props to Love Models is that he allowed the models to move without him and he still works. You exactly. feel me? That's, that that's they're able... I... Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I like about it, you know, and... and um, yeah, because, I mean, who who knows what's, what it's going to be like, say, maybe six months from now. Yeah. You know, I, I could be self-booking, you know. Yeah, because, because of the simple fact of that it... He still allowed the ladies to move. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and that was, and that's the most important thing that I think is very important is that if you can't get them work, you still allow them to be able to work on their own. You know, period to where, and you still help them with marketing and promotion. You know, period. Mm-hmm. And what girls don't understand the reason why you need the agency because if he's helping you with the marketing promotion, he got a bigger reach than you. And that's an extra hand with marketing promotion, you know. Yeah. Actually, that's it. To be honest with you, that's we're heading back to anyway. Girls hooking up with the, uh, you know, what I'm saying hooking up with the um, producers, hooking up with, you know, what I'm saying uh, like agencies like him, you know, what I'm saying for the simple fact of that. These companies, well, these agencies, these these producers can one help you find the right mail times to work with so you don't have to worry about digging through shit to find gold all the time. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because you might you might end up getting the mail talent and you think you're getting something special. This motherfucker walking with a phone. No mm-hmm. lights, no camera, just a fucking phone. And you look at him like, what the fuck, dude? Really? Yeah, because if I walked into a dude <laughs> with uh with the iPhone or something, I'd be like, wait a minute. I've been shot by some of the best photographers out there in, in my time. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to debase myself. I, I walk the fuck out of there. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so any, who anybody hears this podcast, man, who's thinking about shooting me the iPhone, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, because to me, I, I think that I hate when people use the phone. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it's amateur, amateurish. And when I see porn stars use the fucking phone, it drives me nuts because it's more amateur. It, it, yeah, you hear me. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I totally, I agree. You know? you know what I'm saying? Because to me, it's like, we are porn stars. We're not content creators. Mm-hmm. We're porn stars. We're not sex workers. We do sex work, but we're porn stars because mm-hmm. we're professionals at this. It's the reason why we get tested. It's the reason why we have to literally curve our personal sex life to where we barely ain't having any because Mm -hmm. we don't want to catch nothing and bring it on set to the next motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. I mean... Yeah, so that's well, but but Miss Lady, you know something? I have enjoyed this. Same here, guys. (laughs) <laughs> you are wonderful. So tell everybody where they can spend some money on you. They can go to my OnlyFans at Erica XXX and Erica with two Ks. And um, hopefully, uh, very soon, we're going to have some new platforms. You know, I'm going to start shooting content fairly soon, not too long after mm-hmm. XBiz, if, if everything goes well. And... well. Most definitely. And everything. And, um, I mean, what? I mean, what, what? Who do you have? In, who do you already have lined up for shoots during XBiz? I'm not going to shoot any during XBiz, um, but probably um, not too long after that. You know, right there, I'm mm-hmm. mainly going to be um, networking, and I have to get some dental work done right before that. So yeah. I'm getting it. Yeah, and, and, um, yeah, cause I know you did on because you're on the West Coast, right? I'm on the West Coast. And, yeah, that's why I'm surprised you ain't been hit up by Richard Man, <laughs> by you know any of them cats on the West Coast. That might happen after this drops, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I'm pretty sure, you know, because you know people love listening and watching, and mm-hmm. they love grabbing the girls that I interview and stuff. So, I mean, I, I think I'm looking forward to follow you on your journey back in this definitely. Business. Thank you, and, and, and looking to bring you back a whole lot to the podcast. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, most definitely. But so you can't cover everything in, in, in the first time, you know. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! And plus, not one hour. You, oh no! No, and then on top of that, you're gonna have other stuff coming up because I want to talk to you about your shoots that you're gonna Definitely. have coming up that you're gonna be doing and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I, need to, I need to be shooting, you know. So it, it, it's um, you know, not too long. Uh, you know, X Biz. This is gonna be my first X Biz and X Three Expo mm-hmm. anyway, and I'm gonna be a little overwhelmed. And I haven't been around yeah. too many people lately, too. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, you know, I'm taking it kind of a little slowly and see what happens. And and you know, people are gonna meet me even though we've been like you know communicating like online and everything. It, it, for a lot of people, it's gonna be like the first time where I'm gonna be meeting them physically in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. And some people who I who I haven't seen in a while, and, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm looking forward to that experience alone and just you know take it in and. and you know, make my connections and then kind of go from there a little bit. Most definitely. And we will bring you back so awesome. you can tell us about your ex base experience. And also, I want to bring you back for a special episode so we can really dig deep into BDSM. Because I talk <laughs> heavy about BDSM because I'm a dom myself. So why awesome. wouldn't I talk about it? I like that. So we definitely <laughs> going to do an episode about that and everything. So with that being said, because you done told everybody where they go get that money. Mm-hmm. You go spend that money on you. 
People, you know how we end this? Every day, all day. It never changes. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, baby. Can't wait to have you back. Thank you. Can't wait to be back. No doubt. And it went out right. Hey there.